listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. Today I want to talk about when do you call in a mindset coach or a performance enhancement coach or a sports psychologist? When do you call in somebody to help you out with your mind? And who do you call? Sounds sounds like Ghostbusters, but no, who, who do you call and where do you find them? So I don't want this to be an advert in any way. I want to give you some tips and tricks so that you find the right person at the right time for you so that your riding journey goes a little bit more smoothly. So when do you call somebody in or why do you call somebody in? Well, I would call somebody in when I tried everything else. That's when I turned to NLP. So I had literally tried everything that I could think of. I'd read all kinds of books and blogs. I tried breathing exercises. I I tried all kinds of little techniques. I tried meditation. I tried some of the hypnosis. Gosh, it was on CD. Gosh, that's how long ago it was. Some of the CDs, but they were very generic. It was simply riding confidence. And sometimes they made me worse because I was visualizing myself going and doing a jumping round and I was feeling the anxiety that I normally felt. So, and and there was no kind of a solution by the end of the hypnosis. I'd done this round, I clung on, I'd done it in my head and (laughs) I'd survived, but I didn't feel any better by the end. So, you tried everything else or... You want to see results faster. You're seeing results. You're getting on. You know that there's a few things that maybe you could improve upon in terms of what's going on in your head. So it might be that you know that you you maybe have a little bit too much of nervous excitement or a little bit of worry, self-doubt. Maybe you have some mental blocks that you know about. Maybe you have some that you don't know about, which are those hidden ones that are quite deep. And everybody needs a spring clean every now and again. So you want to accelerate how you get on with your riding and you want to see it in terms of your competition performance, or maybe you just want to get better as a rider or Maybe you just want to overcome a certain barrier, a certain movement or something that sort of has lodged in your mind as a habit. So when you find yourself saying, I always do X, I always get four faults, I always do something, then usually what you're doing is highlighting a block in your mind that you could get rid of quite easily. You might hire a coach of this kind if you want more accountability. So you want to come back and say, okay, these were my goals. And out of what we discussed in my goals, I've managed to do three out of the four things, but I need help because I don't really believe I can do the fourth thing. So you want that accountability because you know that in a week's time, in a month's time, you've got to sit down with a coach and explain what you've been up to, what worked well, what didn't work well, where you feel that you may be self-sabotaged. You can't just kind of let things go. So 
it's good for accountability because it makes you get on. It's a little bit like having lessons in that way, in that if your riding instructor is going to say to you, what have you been doing this week? And you say, I haven't ridden. You know, there's that kind of little pang. It's not exactly guilt, but it's kind of like, oh, I should have ridden. And it's that same accountability that you might be seeking. Maybe you have a mind problem that you know about that's connected with riding. So when you ride, you feel a certain way. But it could also be unconnected with riding, but it's affecting your riding because it's affecting the whole of your life. So something outside of riding that might be at work or at home, it might be that you're stressed or burnt out. It might be that you have a past trauma. It might be something else that's just pulling your thoughts away from riding and riding is your escape. But it's frustrating you because you're kind of taking that stress into your riding and it's impacting how you ride and impacting your enjoyment. So you can get rid of that mindset or it could be deeper than mindset, could be some other problem or trauma that you've got that you want to get rid of. Having mindset sessions stimulates your creativity. And I say that because what stifles your creativity is things like having that busyness of mind where your thoughts are constantly whirring and also feeling stressed, feeling down, feeling anxious. All of those things block the part of our mind that is very creative and is able to think up new ways of training horses or think of a new floor plan to do for your schooling session. All of that gets blocked and we get so that we go back to a default mode. We can't think straight, so we're just going to do the same old thing. And so getting rid of those things that are blocking you because they're blocking your creativity, they're blocking that more open style of thinking is really, really advantageous. Having a mindset coach increases your optimism. When you come out of a mindset session, you should feel far more optimistic than when you went in. You should feel a lot more can do. And that's incredibly powerful. When you have a mindset session, if your problem is that you put yourself under too much pressure, you should again feel a lot lighter by the end of the session. I often find that clients are stuck in a certain way of thinking and we call this closed neurology if it's really, really stuck. And that closed neurology means that you repeat the same patterns over and over again. You can't expand out of those problems at the moment because you've got this kind of brick wall around you preventing you. So a good mindset coach, hypnotherapist, performance coach, however they label themselves, would be able to help you to get out of that closed neurology. And once again, making you feel like 
you're more can do that you you have the ability and you you can now start working towards your goals and talking of goals that's another important aspect if you were to have coaching so coaching means that you have a series of sessions maybe monthly maybe fortnightly and you work towards mini goals whilst having the bigger goal in mind as well and so that's more of a longer term relationship the single sessions will help you get through a certain specific problem so who would you turn to well this is very much personal preference so you may like nlp for example nlp works with your self talk it works if you've got the images and visualizations in your head it works if you've got feelings negative feelings and you can you can feel those feelings and so however your riding problem manifests an nlp coach can help you to break it down and that breakdown can be a lot quicker than if you did it for yourself So, of course, you can do all of this for yourself, but if you want to see quicker results, deeper results, that's when to call someone in. So who else could you call in? Well, a sports psychologist, again, would be somebody that could help you. And again, they are trained to help you look at goals and identify what's preventing you from getting your goals What personal blocks have you got? Where's your motivation and focus? Where are you getting your inspiration from? Where are you losing inspiration? Where are you self-sabotaging? What about a hypnotherapist? So in this case, I would definitely go with somebody who is either a rider themselves or specialises in equestrian hypnotherapy, just so that they really truly understand a riding problem. Because non-equestrians don't understand how a person who has a horse could ever have any negative feelings about having a horse. Because in logical terms, why ride? Why ride if it makes you unhappy or it makes you anxious? So to really understand that, make sure you go with someone who knows equestrianism. Hypnotherapy is super for all your problems. It works at quite a deep level. Generally speaking, it's a bit slower than NLP, but it's deeper. As with NLP and many other techniques, you have to practice. So NLP, I say, if you practice about five to 10 minutes a day, if you can, that's the ideal world when we don't have jobs or families or anything else. If you can do more, that would be wonderful. But whatever you do, you kind of bank it until you don't need it. You don't need to do the NLP. Hypnotherapy is the same. When you go for hypnotherapy, some lucky people, and they're a minority, but they don't need any more hypnotherapy. They're sorted. And I have clients like this, and they make me smile, make me slightly jealous, because 
that isn't the way my mind works. I need the repetition. So you may need the repetition. So make sure your hypnotherapist supplies you with a recording of the session, a recording of the hypnosis that you can listen to over and over. A hypnosis session may be 30 minutes of hypnotherapy. So a 30 minute recording, 45 minute recording. So make sure you've got the time to actually listen to the recording a few times a week, again, until you don't need it. Make sure your hypnotherapist does personalised scripts. That's really important. At the start of the podcast, I said that I'd bought a very generic hypnosis CD. And so it was covering all bases. And it didn't quite cover the bases that I needed. That doesn't make it a bad CD in any way. It's just that it wasn't personalised. So I probably didn't pay very much for it. So it's much better to have a personalised hypnosis for quite a few reasons. First of all, your mind will relax more. So if there are things that are familiar to you, like your horse's name or where you ride, maybe the name of your instructor or friends, then your mind relaxes and it opens to the suggestions. The suggestions are the instructions or the directions of how you want to ride. Having that tailored hypnosis really, really is worth it because you you will see results much more quickly. Let me tell you a quick little story of a rider that came to me and she had been to a hypnotherapist and they had not done a personalised session. And so they put her on a Caribbean beach and, you know, the palm trees are swaying softly and the gentle breeze crystal blue clear waters gently lapping the white sand and she said she absolutely hated it because she hates sand and she hates being hot and her favorite beaches are the beaches in Northern Ireland around County Antrim where the waves crash against the rocks where you've got you know dark steel grey clouds and she loves that kind of thing. She loves the, the rawness of those types of beaches. And so while she was put onto this Caribbean beach, all she's thinking of is, oh God, you know, I don't like being here. I'm too hot. Ooh, get me out of this place. So she didn't relax. So make sure that you have a tailored session, a personalized hypnosis to make it even better. You may have a really deep problem. Maybe it's something quite traumatic. Maybe it's something like anger management. Maybe it's an emotional problem like burnout, deep stress, generalized anxiety. Maybe it's depression. And so we're talking more on the kind of therapeutic side of things rather than a mindset coach. So for these types of things, then I personally use something called timeline therapy, which is really deep, but really, really gentle. You don't need to repeat or explain what's gone on. I just need 
couple of sentences overview so you're not plunged into that negative experience once again. And although timeline, it does sound like that's what you're doing just from the name. It sounds as though you're revisiting these events. You absolutely don't. We absolutely avoid those events to get rid of the patterns that your mind has installed for you, usually off the back of something that was quite significant and quite emotional. But those types of things also affect you in your riding Seems a bit weird because you think, well, no, my riding is how I relax. Riding is my enjoyment. It's my escape. But those types of memories and emotions that have been pushed back into your mind, they've been repressed, they actually take up a lot of memory, just like on your computer system. If you've got lots of heavy duty programs running, that takes up a lot of RAM. And so do these emotions and memories. And it means that actually the amount of energy that you have in your body is quite seriously compromised. It's quite depleted. And I always think, well, wouldn't it be great to get rid of all that energy usage and put that energy into something like your riding or plotting and planning for the future? which seems, you know, far more creative and releasing than just keep burying it over and over. So once you've found or decided on the type of intervention that you'd like to go for, how do you choose the person that you're going to hand over your hard-earned cash to? So what I would do, I would naturally visit their website I'd have a little scan round. You can usually get a bit of a feel for the person's personality from the website, but maybe not a lot of the personality, just you get a glimpse. So then have a look. Do they do some kind of free call, complimentary call, discovery call, strategy call, whatever they want to call it? Do they do something where you can actually chat with them in a very non-obligation way so they're not selling to you and I would contact them and I'd have a discussion and probably if I was on the client side of things I would want to know from my free call is this person someone who gets me and gets what I'm saying or are they kind of talking in oh, do you know those kind of people that they just kind of say, yeah, 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 I can help you. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. It'll be fabulous. Your performance will skyrocket like you could never imagine. And that might be true, but maybe that would put you off that kind of selling tactic, really. So just, you know, be critical. You're interviewing them. Do you like their style? Do they get you? Do they get the problem? Have they worked with riders before? And I mentioned before that I would always go with somebody who understands riders. What about their qualifications? And if you couldn't find them on the website, just say to them, you know, how were you qualified? Because unfortunately, 
anybody can call themselves a hypnotherapist. Anybody can call themselves a mindset coach. They don't need to have actually attended any training. So if you can find somebody who has attended a training, ask them, have they ever had a client with your kind of problem? And how did that go? And get from them a rough strategy. Obviously, the strategy can change, but get from them an idea of what they would do with you and decide whether you like the idea. If somebody, let's say you you feel your problem, you feel the anxiety, you feel the stress, it's not so much in your head, it's not so much in pictures, is this person going to help you with those feelings or are they just going to give you the type of session that they trot out for everybody, a general confidence session? So you can get a lot of information from their free call and then don't feel pushed or pressurized into booking straight away unless you think, yes, this person really gets me. I really like the way that they work. Where do I sign? If you feel that, you know, go for it. But don't feel that you need to book in with that person unless you get that that kind of pull to do it. Have a little think about it. If you're not entirely happy, move on to somebody else. Move on to the next person. Who's the next person on your list? And do some research about them as well. Just make sure that you feel really good. There are hundreds, thousands of people who can help you. So you don't need to plump for the very first person unless you really want to do. The other thing that I would say when you're choosing somebody is that lots of people now work online. Some people work in person. Now, I found that there is no difference in results, whether somebody is online or in person, because a lot of the time when people work with me, they've got their eyes closed, so they could be anywhere. So it doesn't matter that they're on the other end of a phone or a computer, But have a little think about whether you prefer an in-person call or an in-person session or you want to have a go online because both work and both are convenient and both are a personal choice. And the last thing to think about is follow-up. So if you've booked in for a series of coaching sessions, then you know that you're going to see that person again. What Have they given you to do between sessions? Have they given you some mini goals? So have a think about when you're on your discovery call, your free call, ask them, what would I be doing between my sessions? Would you be giving me tasks? Is that mindset coach available for you to email them questions? Or some people use a Voxer, or they use WhatsApp, are they able to answer your questions when you have them in the moment? Are they there to celebrate when you do something and you feel as though you have a great relationship with this person or you could have a great relationship with this person and you feel like this is someone that you could say, I got on today. 
you know, it doesn't have to be that I did five-star eventing today, although it could be. If you're going for a single session, what is the support afterwards? What are you given tasks to do? Are you given advice on how to keep your mindset going? Are you given advice on when to call back? So just have a little think about those things because rarely does mindset coaching of any style require one session and that's it. You don't have to do anything else. You may not have to book another session, but there should be something that you can do after the session just to keep you topped up. If you have any questions about booking in with a mindset coach, a psychologist, a hypnotherapist, any of these types of people, do email me um, and I'll try and point you in the right direction. And just one little plug, there is a page on my website for empowered equestrian coaches. All of these people listed on the website have trained in NLP, in timeline therapy, in NLP coaching and in hypnotherapy. Some people are master coaches, some people are coaches, but they have been through rigorous training and also they're all equestrians, some are equestrian instructors. Most of them have been in the industry in one way or another for absolute yonks. So that's just a quick plug there if you want to check that out. If you do have any questions, let me know. I hope you've enjoyed this. Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you again very soon. 